What's up, everybody? This is Zach. I'm back. I've been away for a little while uh, because of holidays. Uh, had some military leave. Uh, and I've had uh, whatever this mysterious uh, respiratory thing is that's going around the country that has basically destroyed my voice for the last two weeks. Um, but I'm back and I wanted to do a another episode on AI. So today we're going to talk about AI and training, different ways you can use uh, AI and training. Specifically, again, when I say AI, kind of talking about like ChatGPT, Claude, Bard, uh, you know, these systems that are accessible to everyone uh, just because it's kind of the democratized version of AI. Um, but there's some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about today that is making it uh, where you can you can start to really hone in on your specific use case for AI in a way that I am really excited about. And I think you guys will as well. So before we get started, we've got a bunch of new sponsors. We've got uh, like all sorts of just cool stuff coming up. Uh, we have our insider program. Um, so why don't we get through those announcements and then I will be right back. The L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio solves problems and is specifically designed for emergency services. How do we know? We field tested it with medical, urban search and rescue and collapse and confined structures. This radio is amazingly tough. Check out the L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio at L3Harris.com right now. If you served in the military, you've probably worn Proper Apparel. Proper Apparel is now reaching out to first responders and those who love the outdoors. Check out Proper Apparel from the outdoors to the EOC, wear proper. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. Hey, we just want to do a quick pause X to thank our sponsors, L3 Harris, Proper, Paladin by Acela, Impulse, Doberman Emergency Management, and especially all of you who have been donating to our podcast. Thank you for helping us boost the signal. All right, let's jump back in. Okay, we're back. Uh, so just this is a pitch for our uh, Readiness Lab Insider. This is our new subscription service. And the reason I'm pitching this right now is because some of the stuff we're talking about, we're going to include in the Insider subscription. So you'll have access to prompts and the GPTs that I'm talking about. Um, so I, you know, for the, for the value, so there's two things, right? Uh, we are keeping the, insider program 20 bucks a month which is in my opinion dirt cheap the idea is to make it open to as many people as possible we still have to pay for the service and keeping the lights on within the the software uh so we have to charge something but our goal is to try to keep this like as available as possible with that like i said you're getting uh we're we're about to launch all of our ai stuff in there so Probably by this episode, uh, you will have access to that if you're a subscriber, if not very shortly. Um, and very shortly, just because I'm trying to load it up with a lot of stuff. So when it's up, you'll have lots of stuff to do. But beyond that, we also have a, 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 uh, a <laughs> cooperative arrangement uh, with Pete Gaynor, who uh, I love Pete. Uh, you guys have probably seen Pete Gaynor on. Um, my boss's podcast, uh, disaster tough several times. 
And anyone who's been to our dynamic populations course, he was at two of them. Um, he has a new program called Leading During Crisis, and it is awesome. And on top of it being awesome, he has actually uh, created a discount code for Readiness Lab Insiders that if you use it, your subscription cost is basically gone. He's got a very generous uh, discount that he's giving to subscribers um, because he believes in what we're doing and we believe in what he's doing. And it's awesome. So that's it for the pitch. We're going to move on. <coughs> Still dying. Uh, so if there's random edits in and out, it's probably because I'm coughing up a lung. Uh, so ChatGPT has released a new um, feature where you can now build your own GPTs. Um, and GPTs, generative pre-trained transformers. Essentially, you're building your own sort of AI and you can train it on the stuff that you're interested in. Um, so I was trying to think of like what, I mean, obviously there's a million things I could do with this. I was super excited when I saw this, but I was trying to decide like, what are the things that like would be really, really helpful or what I wish I had as I was sort of starting out as an emergency manager um, and even like relevant to what I'm doing now um, where it just basically augments me to make things, you know, even more, uh, I guess, fast, efficient, however you want to describe it. Um, and so the two areas that I thought I would focus in is a, a way to build exercises that are, you know, HCP compliant. There's no real HCP compliancy, but uh, building with HCP in mind. And then IPAWS messaging. Um, and there is like the iPods messaging thing is mostly just to kind of help you formulate how you like you could use it in the middle of an incident. But I think it's actually more useful for, for sort of like building templates and ahead of time trying to like think through some scenarios and stuff. But basically what I was able to do is you take uh, the concept that you're trying to feed into the GPT and basically walk it through how you want it to function. And it will build a custom GPT for that function. Um, the two that I built, like I said, exercise, one is called Exercise Architect. It is like soup to nuts. If you're trying to get through an exercise and build one that is based on HC, you know, doctrine, uh, it'll do that. It'll also help you understand a lot of the concepts of HC and how to use it properly uh, you know, when to use it and sort of just step you through how the process of HC, uh, will help you with your long-term training and exercise program, uh, as well as documentation, right? Like one of the hardest things with training is making sure that you are documenting the process appropriately so that you can learn from it, grow from it and build off your plan. Um, HCP, I have a love-hate relationship with HCP. Uh, so I just did a presentation with the uh, New England Exercise and Planning Officers Association, NEDO, it's a fun acronym, uh, talking about how to use AI in building exercises. And as I was talking to them, we did a live demonstration. And uh, with, you know, these are folks that are running 
statewide exercise programs. They, they're not amateurs at this at all. So they're holding me to the fire to make sure that like what I'm saying is actually working. Um, and so I was running through the scenario with these folks and trying to challenge them to understand that like, this is not coming for their job, but it's actually going to make their job much, much easier. And at the same time, they're pushing back, trying to figure out like, is it though? <laughs> um, because, you know, again, one of the, as I was sort of going through this, this is pre GPT, you know, your own custom GPT thing. I was just doing this in a regular chat GPT, uh, um, session. Uh, we, we ran into some things that I thought was like pretty interesting. So overall, like the software had a pretty good idea of what HSEEP was and how to use it. Um, but there weren't really guardrails. And this is something you'll find in a lot of times you're using uh, an, an AI and asking it really broad questions, right? So if you're starting from scratch, like, hey, ChatGPT, I need an HSEEP compliant exercise for this scenario. It's going through everything that it knows and it's using tokens, you know, and taking chunks of information out of what you're saying and then trying to associate it with other chunks of information and then spitting out what it thinks you're looking for. Sometimes it nails it, right? And sometimes it is like just completely off the wall. And it could be old HCP, it could be new, it could be any mixture of that, right? So while the presentation, it went really well, and I think everyone was kind of like, wow, this is really cool. I think some people were also like, wow, am I, am I about to become irrelevant? Uh, it really was not, I can promise you based on that. If they thought that, then, um, you know, they, they probably need to just work on their exercise skills, but everyone there was actually rock stars. Uh, but the, the thing that I, I realized was like, this is cool, but if you were someone who didn't know any better, you'd get yourself into a lot of trouble trying to use that to build an exercise. So when they announced the first GPT, my first thought was like, how cool would it be to truly sort of train this to walk an emergency manager who knows a little bit, uh, but put guardrails on the system so that if they don't, they're not going to get too far in over their head. So with that said, uh, I'm going to share my screen so you guys can kind of take a look at this. Um, and we're going to use the uh, exercise architect as the example here. Uh, and I'll try to describe as I am. So standard uh, AI GBT screen here. Um, if anyone's used ChatGPT, it just looks the same, which is, you know, so functionally, it's the exact same thing. So, um in this case, the goal for me, I'm going to, I'm going to work through an exercise scenario that I would work with uh, my, so I, I do volunteer emergency management stuff with my school district. Um, and one of the things that we like to do is a pretty, you know, quick tabletop uh, at our monthly meetings, just a scenario that we can run through that tests some capabilities um, and gets us thinking and gets us updating stuff. So, um, and we have a lot of folks that are sort of just new to emergency management. So they're getting their ICS courses together and stuff. So we're kind of in the, the building phase. So we're not looking at huge 
exercises yet. We're trying to build proficiency and some competency, and we're building towards those large exercises. But here's a, here's why I think AI can be extremely valuable in this way. So I, as an emergency manager, especially, uh, you know, a small state, not a whole lot of, uh, you know, professional emergency management in the state. So like the opportunities for training and exercising can be, it's pretty small. Like the state does a lot of stuff, which is great. Um, but if you don't have large cities and, and stuff around to sort of like constantly offer you opportunities to go and play, you have to come up with your own stuff. So every single role that I've had, I've sort of struggled with like, okay, cool. I'm going to do my big exercise, but because I'm the one who's building and designing and running it, I don't often get to sort of play and keep my own proficiency. Plus there's these huge gulfs between each exercise, right? Like I'm running, you know, even when I was like absolutely on fire about training, um, I was only able to do like three significant exercises a year. Uh, you know, so we might do, uh, a tabletop, you know, a drill and some sort of like larger functional, you know, not full scale, but like a larger exercise, you know, trying to build off, uh, off of a skill set. So maybe tabletop talking through one of our big events we have, and then a drill, you know, we would take a lesson learned from that tabletop, like, Hey, our messaging kind of stunk, you know, maybe we need to work on that you know, drill a messaging, you know, mass notification component, and then do a larger exercise where we've got some moving parts and trying to test it out. And that's, that's pretty aggressive, like three exercises in a year for a single person shop working with a lot of people who are not full-time emergency management. It's a lot. But again, as a, as the emergency manager, I didn't really get to play that much. Like, because I was spending so much time with the planning and everything else. And of course, I know the scenarios, I know the capabilities I'm testing that I'm sort of left adrift, you know, and I, I'm wanna, I want to build my competency as much as they do. And I need to run through scenarios. So, <clears throat> so with that, two things have sort of emerged that we're working on. One is um, we're designing these little bite sized, we're calling them audio tabletop exercises. They're kind of, more than that. Um, but those are also, you can subscribe and get access to those. The first one is a short notice tornado event. Um, that's something you could like listen to on your phone, on your way into work. Uh, you can set it up and run it at a meeting. Like I do with the, uh, the school district, you know, like a lunch and learn type event. Um, and the reason we're doing those is because we want, again, this proficiency all the time. Like we want you to like think through scenarios and get the creative juices flowing and to do it in an immersive way. So if you listen to the audio, you'll notice there's a lot of sound effects. I like to paint a picture, if you will. It's really, really fun. Um, and then the other way that I'm sort of looking at, like, how else can I sort of like continuously develop is using AI, right? And the way I'm talking about in this case is, is twofold, right? Like using AI to sort of make the building process easier and then using AI to actually challenge myself. Um, so, but, but in order to sort of understand how this works, we're going to walk through a tabletop scenario. So this will be building it for somebody else. And then I could show you maybe an example of how you could use it to sort of 
challenge yourself. So, all right. Again, this is this is available as a GPT on our subscriber um, page. You can get access to this and test it. So, like everything, good prompting. So, I'm going to build who I am, who it's for, what I'm trying to do, and then have it work on this. So, I'm an emergency manager. Actually, I'm going to even be very specific. Volunteer. So, hopefully, if there's anything that's referenced with volunteer, like, oh, volunteer, he doesn't have as much time to work on this as maybe a full-time emergency manager. All right, with the local school district, uh, emergency management committee. It's not really called that, but our name doesn't quite match what we do. I need to build a quick tabletop exercise for a bus accident that occurs during a no notice ice storm. Uh, and this is something that actually happens up here every few years. Uh, so we're at usually it's like towards the shoulder months of winter. So early on and later on. Uh, where you might have really cold air at the ground, warm air aloft, you get a freezing rain event, and it can happen really, really fast. There was one time I was an emergency when I was the emergency manager for the university. Um, I was trying to drive home, and you know I'm I'm one of those folks who's very cognizant of the weather, pay very close attention. Uh, it's what I was getting paid to do. I get on the interstate, I notice like, huh, this doesn't really sort of match what I was anticipating uh, with the forecast earlier in the day. And it was one of those scenarios where like everything was in the margins, right? Like it moves one direction, it's purely a rain event, moves the other direction, it's purely a snow event. And it was just kind of floating in this like nebulous area of it could go anywhere. And I get on the interstate and it is sketchy to say the least. And I was fortunate that I got a little bit ahead of it. Um, I was on the interstate for a couple hours. Uh, there were people that were stuck on the interstate for four hours because of this event. And, uh, you know, again, we had no scenario. So as I'm like trying to deal with my own safety, I realized, oh my gosh, there's a major basketball game going on back at campus with, you know, potentially thousands ish, not really thousands. We're not, it's division one basketball, but it's not a huge, huge uh, stadium, but there's plenty of people who are about to get on the road right now. And so I had to, in my car, come up with a way to sort of get the messaging to those folks that like, we, you should not drive right now. And then also figure out who's still at the at the school uh, who could stay and keep our basketball um, courts open and allow people to sort of hang out until the weather was safe. Um, again, one of those scenarios that like I didn't really imagine. Right? I think about ice storms. I think about winter storms. But like what happens if we have hundreds or thousands of people that are stranded that we don't have like we're not 
built to sort of store extra people. Anyone who's been to like a college campus these days knows like housing's tight at pretty much everywhere. So, so anyways, this scenario is possible. It has happened. I've experienced it. So I'll know if this is like a realistic thing. Um, and the other thing that uh, we'll do is sort of like walk through this and see, you know, does this make sense like locally? Right. So again, it's going to take sort of generic information and build it out. Um, I'm going to provide a location. All right, here we go. So again, no notice tabletop exercise or sorry, tabletop exercise for a bus accident occurs in a no notice ice storm. Uh, I'm trying to keep this exercise down to around 30 minutes. I don't know if it'll make a difference. Like you can run your exercises faster, right? Like we, we do time artificiality all the time, but let's just see what comes up. Ah, oh, look how positive. Hey there, it's great to see you taking initiative in emergency management Maple Run School District. Designing tabletop exercise for bus accident during an unexpected ice storm is a fantastic way to prepare a team. Given the 30-minute time constraint, we'll focus on key elements to make sure the exercise is concise yet effective. All right, so first, it's setting your objectives. Evaluate the emergency response coordination and communication during a bus accident and no-notice ice storm. Secondary objective, to assess decision-making process under stress and resource management. 100%. Uh, so it's got your scenario setting ice storm hits unexpectedly during school hours, incident, school bus carrying students encounters an accident due to icy roads, challenges, limited visibility, hazardous roads, communication barriers, role assignments, incident commander, communications officer, logistics coordinator, safety officer, timeline of events, zero to five incident introduction, role delegation. Oh, wow. It even breaks down. So it's giving you your actual, uh, agenda for the entire event. Uh, initial response, scenario development. Uh, in new challenges, worsening weather, et cetera, debrief, take actions, feedback lessons, key, dis key discussion points, decision-making under pressure, resource allocation during notice event, communication strategies, safety measures, materials needed, scenario brief for participants, roll cards for outline. All right. So it's built essentially your exercise. Now we want to get into, you know, building out that sort of process. So like, would you write a measles for a 30 minute exercise? Probably not, but let's do it. Let's see if it even knows what a measles is. Oh, now I'm forgetting how to do the measles. Am I in scenarios? Okay, yeah. All right. So I asked it, can you build a quick measle for this exercise? Absolutely. A master exercise scenario list is crucial for guiding your tabletop exercises. All right. So it's built my agenda, basically the outline for the exercise. Now it's building the actual measle. And we'll see if it actually does injects. Oh, it does. There's an inject right there. All right. <coughs> your inject is a call comes in about a school bus sliding off ice road with minor injuries reported. And it gives you an expected action. Uh, incident commander starts the response protocol. And again, I did not provide sort of enough details. I'm not actually trying to exercise the incident commander. Uh, although I do, I like playing around sometimes and having people play in roles that they're not maybe experienced in. So like, 
there's this expectation, I think, especially for certain groups that are not maybe as spun up on this, that like someone else is going to do everything right. Um, and we sometimes need to remind them, like, there's not always going to be someone else. So, for instance, this as an incident commander, the school district is probably not going to serve as an incident commander for the bus accident, but it could for the overall ice emergency situation that is developing. So um, it's definitely possible. So yeah, inject for weather conditions, inject for communication challenges, inject and there there's uh, expected actions for each of these, which is awesome. And it even has provided some notes for the facilitator. I mean, come on. How awesome is this? Uh, I mean, this is, Again, and I, I'm not trying to throw emergency man, any emergency managers under the bus, but there's so many people who are like, I can't run exercises like it's too much. It, you know, I don't know enough. Uh, you have a like uh, a superpower here that you can turn on and off again. You have to have at least enough knowledge to understand like and recognize like something's fishy about this. Um, but. Just with the two things that I've just done using this, I could I would probably embellish this with some details specific to my area, you know, say which road did the bus slide off, provide some, you know, maybe some more resources uh, just so ahead of time. I could have done that at the beginning, too. Right. Said, like, given it the resource list, given it the roles and responsibilities, I want to test for this. I went super broad, just saying, like, this is the scenario I want to do. Um, and I mean, overall, like it's given me a 30 minute plan. Uh, you can ask it to do, you know, to help you write your various documents for this. Um, this one is very trained specifically in HSEEP. So it pulls from the uh, all the HSEEP guidance from FEMA. Um, and then basically you provide extra data for it to sort of understand uh how it's supposed to work um and this will I, I like i've sort of even it's pretty good where it's at like honestly i've used this for a whole bunch of different scenarios just to test it out and make sure it works and i've broken it and i've added more stuff and i've and i've modified it and told it sort of what i'm trying to do on top of providing it like with real information um so it's pretty far along i don't know that there's a whole lot more i need to add to it but um i have been you, you'll notice like if you use it there'll, there'll probably be changes over time just to sort of refine it even further but um i wrote a huge scenario provided lots of information had it write out all of the sort of manuals guides i had it develop uh so here uh, e even this so this is not specifically what this is written for, but um, this is where like I like to see how smart this software is. So I'm also going to ask it, okay, cool. So I have essentially a measles. I have my basic outline for the exercise. That's enough for this. I'm not doing a full, huge exercise, um, but I'm going to ask it to do some stuff, the, the pre-work and the post-work. So, all right, I need to uh, provide some lead up training for my team to help them succeed. Can you suggest 
some things we can do for training prior to this exercise. So, you know, a little remedial training. Get everyone, so we're not starting from scratch. And, you know, again, a goal of an exercise, it's okay to be embarrassed, to feel like you didn't know something, kind of get slapped in the face occasionally. I'm actually okay with that. You got to have a, you know, let your ego go. Uh, good exercises should challenge you um, and make you stressed out and you're going to make bad decisions. The time to do that is during an exercise. So, um, but I also, <coughs> excuse me, I also don't like exercises where they're like, it's like gotcha moments. Um, I do want people to be able to like come in and feel like they have an opportunity to learn. If they're so stressed out or don't know enough, they're not learning. You're in a constant stress state. You don't learn. Um, so one way to mitigate that is to provide some lead up training. So this actually provided a huge list uh, of lead up training. Uh, and again, I'm like, I'm probably, I would not rely on ChatGPT to provide this training, but because it wrote the scenario, it knows what is required for this. So here, here's what it said. So again, exercise architect, this is what it's responding. Certainly preparing your team to lead up training is great to ensure they're equipped with the necessary skills and knowledge for the tabletop exercise. Here's some training suggestions to help your team succeed in the bus accident scenario during an unexpected ice storm. Incident command system refresher. What? Review the principles of ICS structure, roles, and responsibilities. Why? Help team members understand their roles and hierarchy. Yeah, always good, especially if you have a lot of uh, you know volunteer members who are not uh, working in a public safety realm uh they don't have the they're not using ics regularly it's always good to just even like anytime you meet just sort of talk through like hey you know uh reminder you're serving as you know typically on our on our ics chart you're the logistics chief like do you understand your role uh do you understand like what you need to sort of do to get there and whatever um communication skills workshop uh, always good. We actually, uh, are sending some of our folks to some PIO training and we're going to be bringing up, uh, uh, Prescott who has his other, our other podcast. He has the, uh, light fire layout podcast, which I highly recommend. Um, he's supposed to come up and help our folks with some communication stuff, communications. Uh, one of the most important things you do as an emergency manager and, uh, it's number two, right? So it's even like prioritizing it based on the, the, uh, scenario decision-making under pressure, um, you know, and it's suggesting basically more exercises or simulations that place team members in high pressure situations requiring quick and effective decision-making. Um, just cool, right? Like, yeah, like great reminder to probably even before this tabletop, come up with some scenarios to sort of work in developing that skill set. Not everyone has that. Um, this is for school district teachers and school administration staff and, and all the other uh, support staff at schools uh, are actually pretty proficient in stressful decision-making uh, schools are stressful environments these days. And uh, so, you know, you just want to maybe like uh, tailor this to specifically the incident stuff, resource management training. Uh, you know, that's, again, this is a key skill set, and this is actually one of the most important things you're doing in an EOC. So, you know, if you're saying like, all right, school district, you are the EOC for this incident. Do you know where your resources are? Do you have a, a list of the resources? Do you know how to assign them? Can you get mutual aid resources from other school districts? Uh, we're working on 
building some MOUs and other agreements with uh, regional school districts uh, because uh, I was I took a, an ICS course uh, that was uh, managing school incidents and we had a bunch of school districts there and. What we found out is they didn't realize they could actually cooperate in this way. And that's not to say that they're not, um, you know, they, they're, they're sharing information all the time, right? The, the school districts uh, share curriculum and they share all this other stuff, but they never thought of it in that way. Like fire, police, EMS, right? You're doing mutual aid all the time. Emergency management, you're probably doing some degree of uh, mutual aid, uh, you know, supporting other uh, EOCs and maybe supporting the state during incidents and stuff. Like there's all sorts of ways that like we're just comfortable and we think of this. Um, and we probably have formalized agreements, school districts for emergencies may not have thought about it. So you need to sort of like think, okay, uh, these are folks that are not necessarily proficient in this. So how do we get them spun up? So resource management training is probably going to be really important in this sense. Uh, safety protocols for hazardous weather conditions. So what do we have in place for agreements or sorry, for like policies and procedures for like an ice storm? Uh, you know, canceling school, can we cancel school delays, pick up, drop off like bus routes, all that stuff. Uh, make sure you're talking to your your bus companies and stuff about this stress management techniques. Uh, one thing that I found that's actually really cool with ChatGPT is. It has like a, uh, adopted many of the things that I think we as emergency managers have been in for a little while, wish we had when we started it pretty regularly reminds you to like check on mental health, learn stress management techniques. It'll reinforce that. I've seen that through so many scenarios where it's like, you know, remember, take care of yourself. You can't take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself, uh, which I think is awesome. And it's just a good reminder, especially as a, as a exercise designer. For me, this scenario is like, yeah, cool. It's a, it's a bus accident for teachers. And school staff that maybe don't deal with this, the thought of like a bunch of kids being injured and then them being stuck at a school, potentially for a indefinite period of time until the ice melts, could be very stressful and very scary. And they don't have that sort of maybe mindset built in. They have to work towards that. They have to build it. So just a good foot stomp, like make sure you're thinking of this uh, as you're doing the exercise. And then, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, some smaller scenario-based drills, testing out those different things. That's just smart exercise development, right? When you're looking at your exercise plan for the year, you know, walk, sorry, crawl, walk, run, right? You want to slowly sort of move into your big show. Uh, again, because I experience this a lot on the military side. We run, we'll, we'll run huge exercises and we don't do enough of the spin-up process so when we do the big exercise, you know, there's like write-ups and failures and we're like, well, we didn't even know, like we had no idea that we had to do that or it was something that we never encountered. And the military way, of course, is like, get through it, right? Like figure it out. Um, and certainly you're going to have plenty of times you're going to have to do that in real life, but um, it doesn't necessarily provide the experience and the knowledge building that you could have if you just spent a little bit of time ensuring people have some basic competencies ahead of time. So scenario-based drills is great. Uh, Role-playing uh, exercise with dealing with concerned stakeholders, such as parents or media. That's a good idea. Just kind of go through the thought process or you can even do other exercises to build into this review pass at incidents and exercises. Again, 
lessons learned, right? Like, do you have an after action from something similar? Do you know other uh, school districts that have been impacted by this? You know, what is your current plan? When was the last time you updated it? When was the last time you reviewed it? Uh, and then feedback and improvement sessions. So, you know, as you're talking through this, this is in the after action. So I'm going to talk about the after action in a second. Uh, you know, now you've got this thought out and ready to go. All right. So now we're going to say, okay, cool. Uh, we did the pre-workout. All right. So it's after the exercise and I need to conduct a hot wash and after action report. You're probably not going to run like a full after action conference for something like this. You're probably literally just going to do a hot wash and then do a quick, you know, document. Maybe, uh, I like to do three up three down, like, uh, for small things like this. Uh, cause you're just, there's not enough time, you know, what three things worked, what three things didn't and any ideas that you have real fast. Uh, I usually use like a Google form too, so that it gets categorized, uh, or cataloged into a document that then I can use afterwards. You know, again, for a real quick hot wash, there's no need to do too crazy, but let's see what it says. So after the exercise, or sorry, the exercise is over, I need to conduct hot wash and after action. Great. Conducting a hot wash and preparing the after action report are essential steps in the exercise process. All right. So describes a hot wash, uh, and then it's setting up how to do it. Yeah, this is really like a, for a larger scale, but all right. Guided discussion. What went well? Ask participants to share what they think effectively worked in the exercise. Challenges faced. Lessons learned, suggestions for improvement, document feedback, record all the feedback. After action report, executive summary, methodology, key findings, strengths, areas for improvement, recommendations, immediate actions, strategic changes, and then an implementation plan. Again, are you going to do this for this? You, I mean, you should probably, but um, because this is built for HCP, it's even when I'm like trying to keep it really quick, it really is like, let's, you know, let's do the HCP thing, right? I mean, this is, this is awesome. It's a great basic after action and hot wash approach. If you didn't know any better, I'm comfortable with this. If you're a brand new emergency manager or someone, uh, other duties is assigned and you're handed this, you can put together a pretty solid uh, after action process for this. So, all right, it's 37 minutes. Obviously this is way longer than I thought I was going to. Uh, I hope this was helpful. Um, for those of you listening, I hope I narrated it enough. It really, this is kind of like a visual one. Um, and for those of you listening who might have noticed that I sound like I'm talking with them, like I've got a mouthful of plastic. I do. I just got Invisalign, uh, a couple or yeah, week, two weeks ago. And, uh, I'm still learning how to talk with this. So, uh, I have some weird sound effects that are coming out of my mouth that, uh, you probably have noticed. Uh, I didn't lose teeth or get into a fight. Um, I'm just getting my jaw restructured, uh, via some incredible plastic stuff. Uh, so this is how I'm going to sound for the next six months. Actually, that's not true. I'm getting better. Uh, but, um, I would love your feedback on this. I would love to know, uh, what you think. And, uh, if you want me to go more in depth in this, so what I'll probably do is actually do another one of these on the iPods messaging one that I built. That one could be a little bit shorter. Um, but these, these GPTs, you can build these for essentially anything that you want. We're going to be putting together a bunch of them. So if you don't know, or you don't want to, do you don't have time to just sign up for the subscription? Uh, and I'll put a link to that 
in the uh, the video and the podcast, uh, and you can then go and sign up if you'd like. Uh, I'll also put a link to Pete Gaynor's new uh, masterclass, Leading During Crisis, um, and as well as some of our new sponsors. Uh, I also forgot to mention there is discounts for all of our sponsors. You know, we're adding discounts for our sponsors within um, the subscription as well. So Proper has a new uh, a new discount. Uh, Pete's class has a new discount. Um, Proper Apparel is one of our new sponsors. We got to spend uh, a whole bunch of at, like we went down to the USAR conference and hung out with them for a long time. It was awesome. Uh, super cool company. And they want to do really awesome things. And so as part of that, they want to get you all into their uniform stuff. I've had proper stuff forever. Uh, and like it just survives, right? And the other thing that's kind of cool is they're like, hey, if you guys have like ideas for how to make, like if there's stuff that you wish you had, like let us know. Um, and we've already shared a bunch of stuff. Like emergency managers are often the last people who are thought of when designing uniform items because we don't really have uniforms, but we do wear stuff like, you know, the, the cargo pants and polo thing for sure. Right. A lot of us are wearing some structure about that, but like, you know, we don't necessarily need the ruggedness of like, you know, being able to conduct jungle warfare in our pants. We need it to be comfortable and breathable and still store the things that we need. So they're like, Tell us what kind of stuff you want, and we will work on that. And I think that that is awesome. So super cool company. Really excited to work with them. Uh, we have some other new sponsors that I'm not sure if they are currently live yet. So you might get this cut into the first one, but really excited about it. So like, subscribe, go join our subscription service. Again, $20. I would I would have paid uh, double this for when I was a, uh, a new emergency manager and was trying to figure this all out. Like this is like a, we're in a new time now where you know we can help advance the field much more quickly than we ever could before so i am really really excited about that um and yeah we'll catch you next time uh we are going to be starting to do our live podcasters uh readiness lab podcasters sessions which i'm uh, also excited about so uh stay tuned uh that'll be in the newsletter if you're not signed up for the newsletter uh go do that as well Yes. So thank you for listening. Let me know what you think and we'll talk to you guys later.